You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Locked On Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd. We're going to jump right into this one as our guest uh, for this first segment. Uh, a little busy this evening, has future things he has to get to, certainly understanding a big month coming up. I've talked a ton about him. I've talked about how much I love his game. I've talked about how much of a need he might be here for the Cleveland Browns. Mr. Ifatu Malafonwu. First things first, how are you holding up? Uh, I mean, draft starts four weeks from today. How's life going for you right now? Um, I'm, I'm holding up pretty well. Honestly, it's a kind of a, a stressful process right now, but I'm just honestly trying to enjoy it. Now, you had an older brother uh, who went through this draft process a few years back. Obviously, uh-huh. the entire world is different right, right now. The entire NFL draft process is different right now. Are there some things you can still take away from and maybe lean on your older brother as far as, you know, treading water from, you know, the time you declared senior bowl, obviously pro day to what will actually come Thursday, Friday, most likely Thursday, in my opinion, uh, four weeks Mm -hmm. from now. Yeah. So, I mean, Really, he kind of really told me to just just pl- enjoy the season and um, don't really think about the declaring too much. Just you know, just enjoy enjoy during the season, and then at the end we'll talk about it and we'll see where I'm at. Talk to different agents. Um, you know, senior boy, him going through that, he kind of told me what what to expect, how the practice was gonna go, how it was gonna be like. I was gonna have no free time, and so I, I feel like. I had an advantage going in because I kind of knew how the schedule was going to be and how tired we were going to be mentally and physically. Um, and just throughout the draft process, he just told me to, you know, enjoy it. And I never, you never get this situation back. Um, and when I get into the league, just don't, don't take anything for granted because it could get taken away so quickly. Um, yeah, so that's, that's about all the advice he's given me so far. Sadly, if anybody knows, it would be your, your brother, Obi. Uh, you know, tough ending uh, for what looked to be a very, very bright future. Um, you know, obviously playing your ball in the ACC, you have two teammates you're going through this process with. You guys staying close, trying to get through this all together, you know, day by day, sending messages. Hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, we got, we have a group chat, me, Trill, and Cisco, and we're, we're really close friends. We were really close friends at school. Um you know, we hang out all the time and we talk to each other like probably every day, every other day. Um, so definitely have them to lean on throughout this process. And, and again, my, my brother actually signed with the 49ers uh, like two months ago. So um, Beautiful. he's going to be, he's going to be, you know, going to camp at the same time as me and stuff. So we're all going to be in this really the same kind of the same process. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, that is absolutely great to hear. Now, uh, obviously, you know, you've played against the best. I mean, you know, Clemson has had a hell of a run for a few years. Um, you know, everybody else down in the ACC. Where do you feel like um, when you're, pre- you know, predominantly your, your playing time started your redshirt sophomore season, then obviously the game and the play really picked up your redshirt gen- junior season. Where do you feel like you've improved the most as a player? And where do you feel like you still want to improve more as a player? 
So from 20, 2019 to 2020, I feel like I improved mentally, like the mental part of the game, you know, um, studying my formations and watching film and tendencies and all that. And definitely, definitely my off man, um, you know, playing off man, um, you know, it's really, it's really a hard technique and a lot of teams, don't even really do it, but they just, a lot of teams just bail or just press. So off man, definitely. What do I want to continue to work on? Really, really everything, but I want to, I'm focusing on right now, like my pad level, staying low, which will help me in like my breaks and transitions and um, some press footwork and also, and also my back pedal too, staying in my back pedal longer and off man and things like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you know, and that's one of the thing, and I'm sure with cornerbacks of your size, you know, the footwork and the attention to it and sticking with it obviously is vital, you know, to your success on the field. Now, you arrived at Syracuse in the fall of 2017. At the time, I covered the Cleveland Browns. Same time, I started covering the Cleveland Browns. Things weren't good. <laughs> they were not good at all for the Browns of V2. Now, all of a sudden here, this is a team that gets talked about, and the jokes have kind of subsided. Um, you know, the play has picked up. There's some players here. Obviously, there's any one of 32 landing spots coming for you. And I'm sure any young man will be appreciative to whoever takes them. Um, you know, obviously, you know, your brother in San Francisco, that would probably be, you know, a cool situation. Is there any time, and you do not have to, you're not going to say any names, but do you ever sit down and, like, think about a certain NFL team and say to yourself, Wow, in one month, I could truly be part of that organization. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely thought that with a, a couple of different teams, and you know, thought about the different players there, and you know, just the the vets um, that would be able to help me on the defensive side, and even even the dudes I would go against in practice. So, yeah, I've definitely thought about that with a couple of different teams. Okay, obviously, for good or for bad. You're a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Could be week one. Could be week three. Who are you most excited of about? And you know, putting you know, putting the mouthpiece in, making sure the chin strip is strapped up, and saying, "Oh my God, I am about to cover player X." Who's the one that probably gets you the most excited? Um, who's the one? Uh, I feel like, honestly, I don't think there's a, a one. But just really the top guys, it'll be exciting to go against them. Um, just like, you know, obviously Odell, um, Hopkins, Devontae Adams, all, all those top guys, really I would like to go against them because it's, it's kind of like a measuring stick as well, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you go against those top guys and it just brings out another, an extra level of competition. Okay, we're going to give you one last one here. And I always like to do this whenever I talk to any player going through the process. Hmm. What if you get a complete day off? There's no, no football. What do you like to do outside of the game? Yeah, outside of the game, I'm definitely, other than hanging out with friends and stuff, which is normal, as everyone probably says, um, I, play, I play video games. I play Call of Duty. Um, Warzone, I'm on that a lot. Um, what else? I watch some podcasts too. I like watching podcasts like the um, I Am Athlete podcast with um, Brandon okay. Marshall. 
um, Ocho Cinco, Shannon Crowder on there. So I watch, I do that. Um, honestly, probably that. Those are probably my two pastimes. Okay, and I'm assuming you know a month from now, gonna be home with family, just sitting there with the phone by the hand, watching that TV with the eyes glued to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm gonna be at home. Just, just family there. Just, uh, just really my immediate family. Um, but yeah, like you said, just watching the TV, eyes glued to it, my, with my phone in my hand, ready. Yeah, too great. I wish you first things first. I want to wish you nothing uh, but the best. Obviously, you enjoy this last month because one way or another, your life is about to change tremendously, <laughs> and probably about ninety-five percent of it for the good. But there are mm-hmm. some stresses of being professional. I certainly for taking the time here. He is Mr. Quarterback from Syracuse University. He's too. I do appreciate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. All the best. And once again, just want to thank Syracuse defensive back uh, Fitu Melifanwu. As everybody knows, um, I've been a huge fan. Uh, obviously, probably mentioned him hundred times over the last month or so as a big time Browns target. Uh, so it was great to sit down, break a little bread with him. We're going to talk with uh, comedian, entertainer, podcaster Eric Helwig here in just a second, as uh, there could be some travels to most of the listener base in perhaps the Ohio area coming up soon. But first, Built Bar. The Improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, in apple almond crisp. The bars, as you know, are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great for the keto diet. The flavor profile for your cookies and cream bar, 70 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 50% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. As I mentioned, we're sitting down with comedian, entertainer, podcaster, Mr. Eric Helwig, America's Got Talent, uh, some things for MTV, host the Bring In the Backups podcast. Eric, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Jeff. Before we get too far into this, uh, I give people 20% off on Build Bar, so I guess we have to fight to the death. Um, perhaps there's a change, and I will never pick on Build Bar because the folks at Build Bar, I don't, you, listen to me, I, I barely ever get the mail at my house, but it seems like if I do, there is more Built Bars coming. Um, and I am not the most, most health-conscious guy or gal, but I will tell you this, they taste good. So if to me it don't matter. I'm I'm not the most health savvy person out there, folks. But yes, I feel, the Bilt I feel bars. you. Look, I'm not trying to step on your sponsorship. Built bars are delicious. Thanks for having me on the show, Jeff. Uh, how are you doing, man? Uh, we're doing the best we can. Obviously, um, you know, NFL draft here, um, and starting to hopefully see some 
signs of life, Eric, some signs of, you know, everybody hopefully getting back to normalcy, which is, you know, which is all we can strive for, for after this, you know, which feels like the world's longest hangover um, of almost, you know, I would say now what, uh, 13 months, I guess, almost to the day is where we're at. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be 14 when, when May starts. That was, uh, yeah, it's great. It's crazy to, to think it's been that long. I moved to LA three years ago, but it, Whenever I tell people three years, I feel like I'm cheating. It's really been two years. The last year doesn't count for anything. I've been <laughs> I've been staring at my wife like we've been uh you know like everybody we're we're into like just binging shows now. But the shows we're binging like we're watching Frasier and Twenty Four. Like I don't know what's left after. Like I think I guess I'll binge Mash. Like we've watched every show that's been made in the last. Well, the two question decades. would be Eric though is what ever happened to that tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> these are the questions you only ask yourself if you've been locked in your house for 14 months so i look, uh, I, I can't wait i can't wait to get back to it man it's gonna be awesome and like i like to tell a lot of people um if your marriage is still going right now give yourself a pat on the back because you married the right one because look anybody can get sick of anything you know, it's the old thing of, oh, I can eat this every single day. Well, guess what? You just did it. You just had to. You had no stinking choice. No, me, see, me and my wife, we only got married. Uh, yeah, just, we got married a year and a half ago. We're, we're coming up on two years. And we get along great. But even now, like, I mean, at this point in the pandemic, I'm taking daily bike rides for eight and a half hours. Like, I just get on my bike. <laughs> I just ride until I pass out and fall down, <laughs> take a little nap wherever that is, and then get back and ride towards the house. I mean, we, we, we it's it's impossible to not get on each other's nerves. You know, we got a when we got a little one, a one bedroom apartment here in L.A. So I mean, even just me doing all these podcasts lately, like people are like, "What's that noise in the back?" I'm like, "My wife is making dinner, or like you know, playing with the dog." Like we've just. We've just dropped any semblance of having separate lives now. We're just in each other's stuff permanently. Yeah, I mean, we're to the point now where, you know, you're usually talking with the cell phone and it's on speakerphone. And look, yes, I'm jumping in your conversation because it's somebody new. It's somebody I haven't spoken to. <laughs> so, God, it's just a blessing. And, you know, I get the same reaction from whoever my wife's friends are. Oh, he's a jackass. Oh, so then you know me well enough that we are uh, now on this level. Um, but, yeah. Eric, look. The world is here. Uh, you know, MLB, well, for most people, I guess, started today. Stinking Nationals. Get yourselves right. Cost me two days of baseball already. Um, but mm-hmm. the NFL offseason, um, nothing's really – I mean, it's you know, checks are being written. Guys are getting money. Um, we still have no idea when players are going to get back into the building. But we're, you know, we're trending this way. It is weird because the NFL is almost like, oh, well, it's not that bad. We did it last year. We kind of know the blueprint. Yeah, I mean – I mean, look, I, I don't care where they're, they could be playing in a parking lot. I'll watch. Like it doesn't, it doesn't affect my fanship at all that like, I can't go to games anymore. I just look, it's that part of like getting to that. That's what I'm, I mean, they just made the, uh, the NFL just said that they're going to have full stadiums, right? Like that's what they're, they, they say that's officially what they're doing or they're going to try to do that next year. Trending towards it. Yes. Trending towards it. So like, if that's what it's going to be and like, then I guess it's, I guess it's fine. I don't know. I, I I don't pretend to be a, 
scientists on any of this stuff or know like what the actual process should be. I mean, my wife is immunocompromised. So even like the most anti-mask people were like, you know, we got to take our freedoms back except for Eric and his wife. You guys should stay in the house. Like even they wouldn't give me a pass to leave. So I'm (laughs) fully ready to like get back out there. And so I'll, as soon as, as soon as I'm able to buy a ticket to a game in California, I'm going that that's how I feel about it. Oh, and look, you have that beautiful stadium. It houses two franchises, uh, Super Bowl coming there. Um, everybody do Eric a favor and actually maybe do his wife a favor. Get Eric the hell out the damn house for a little while, <laughs> a little peace and normalcy in everybody's lives. Um, Eric, you know, Browns wise, NFL wise moves, coaching moves, player moves. What are a couple of things that have caught your eyes this offseason? How about the Eagles not trading for Nick Foles to be their backup quarterback? What's up with that? Did you see that they they got Flacco to back up Jalen Hurts? And Joe Flacco, who did not play barely at all in the 2020 season, is now going to make more money than he did last year in the 2021 season. Let let me, as an Eagles fan, the only way I would have been happy with that Joe Flacco signing is if during his press conference – he ripped off a face mask and revealed he was, in fact, Nick Foles. Anything other than that, I was very disappointed. Why wouldn't you bring back the guy that won the Super Bowl, who's who's available? I just didn't get it. I thought they should have traded for Foles as the backup. I don't. I mean, look, the team's going to be terrible. My team's going to be terrible no matter what. So the least they could have done was make this dumpster fire seem fun and bring back the guy who has a statue. So... Well- <laughs> Other than that, I'm like, I hope Jalen doesn't get hurt. You know, I, I I guess I hope Howie Roseman keeps his. The Eagles have the Eagles have nothing to root for. We're going. We're about to head back into mid '90s abyss with the Eagles. I'm just preparing myself for five to six years of futility. That's the direction we're trending. I mean, look, I'm on a Cleveland Browns podcast. It's, it feels like you guys are you guys are taking our spot. So good for you. You know, I, I know you guys have convinced yourself that Baker's a top three quarterback in the right system. So I, I support the delusion. I'm like, go for it and enjoy what you have now because you're, you're on the come up. That's like a fun time as a football franchise. And for you, but look, I mean, it's who maybe have to for the Eagles to go back in the doldrums and for you to say they're going to be terrible. Who knows? Terrible may be good enough to win the NFC East if we're honestly being honest here. Um but the other thing is, is look, you got that Lombardi. There has been so many times where we watched franchises sell their soul, sell their future, and nothing ever came of it. Um, sure. th- that's not going anywhere. Uh, that, they get to keep the trophy regardless <laughs> if they suck for the next couple of years. Dude, so let me uh, – I'm going to go back to this Nick Foles thing, and if you don't break me off it, I'll talk about it the whole time I'm on your show. But listen <laughs> – the Eagles getting rid of Nick Foles. They didn't get rid of him the season after the Super Bowl. They got the 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 following. The what they should have done immediately, the second they won the Super Bowl, was go. We're trading Carson Wentz. Nick Foles is our quarterback. Because what that was is that was the first time in Philadelphia history, in sports history, where if Nick Foles had sucked the next season, it like would have been cool with all of us. Like when <laughs> has any player in Philly ever just had a pass? For two seasons, that would have been so amazing to have been a casual football fan base for a year. And they messed it up by get by being like, "Oh, we got to make a move and make sure we come back." It's like, no, we won the Super Bowl. Just let us suck and root for Nick Foles for two more seasons. He'll get injured. We'll get a high draft pick. We'll get another quarterback. Like that was, 
I just I hate making that people make that argument. They're like, yeah, with the Carson Wentz thing, it was the right decision at the time. I'm like, yeah, I hugged my dad in the streets of Philadelphia as the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That's kind of more important to me. Like, do I have to pretend to be like mini ESPN? Can I just be a fan? Why'd they get rid of the guy that won the Super Bowl? I hugged my father, Jeff. We embraced <laughs> in the street in Philly, and then the guy was gone a year later. It's insane. And it was that's where it was never a situation that was going to be workable um, between the Eagles and Carson Wentz. And it wasn't his fault. It wasn't their fault. He got hurt. They had to move on. It's not like he wasn't having a phenomenal year, Um, but it was very similar. And, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, Eric, but, you know, where Jeff Hostedler is still a guy that's loved in New York Giant lore. Um, And, you know, I mean, Foles and look, I am in this area. I am not far from Philly. He was literally rocky, for God's sakes. Um, is what I think people don't understand around the – that is what he was considered to essentially be in Philadelphia. Dude, he has That's, a statue. He has a statue in front of the stadium. Look, if it, look, I love my wife, but if when I started dating her, she had a statue of the last guy she was hooking up with that I had to walk past <laughs> every day, I'm pretty sure it's not going to work out. Why is Nick Foles not the starting – can anybody explain – it doesn't make any sense, Jeff. Every show I go on, like I, I, I just don't – I can't understand it. It's the craziest thing in the world. The fact they didn't get him back this offseason when we already know they're going to suck. It's like, just suck with the dude who won the Super Bowl, please. Oh, my God. Look, not to bring up the Ravens, because I know the I, Cleveland Browns and Ravens fans are, are sworn enemies. But it's like what the Ravens did with Dilfer. Where, like, you know, Trent Dilfer, like, would only throw, like, a, a screen pass to Shannon Sharp behind the line of scrimmage, and then he'd run 98 yards, and they'd win 7 to nothing in every game when they won the <laughs> Super Bowl. It's like, they still won the Super Bowl. Like, why would you get a different – like, it does something to a locker room when you do that. And it, it just feels like nerds ruining the game. Like, anybody that plays football knows you win the championship, you run it back. And nerds come in and go, well, mm, if I did my calculation, it's like somebody who hasn't played a contact sport except for like company wiffle ball in the last 10 years is going to tell football players how to motivate themselves to run into another human. It just Nick Foles should be the quarterback and the Eagles are going to get what they deserve until they make it happen. That's that's my position on it. Uh, as you can tell, folks, Eric is handling this well. Um, seeing a counselor about it, it's going very, very, very well. I need to get out of the house, Jeff. Is that because is that, is that coming? Cle- is that coming across clearly to the listeners? I at this point, I would knock on the neighbor's door and ask maybe if he could just go hang over there for a couple hours. You know, maybe at least you know. I mean, ag- at least aggravate somebody else throughout the day. Did I? Um, I'll let, let me ask you. Did I touch on a subject that's too sore by bringing up the Baltimore Ravens on a Browns podcast? Because if I did, I, I can. Oh no! I, oh, trust me. We are. Up. Look, I mean, there is nothing Browns fans want more. Look, the first pillar was telling the Steelers in their house in a playoff game. Guess what? You had it coming. You've had it coming for more than three decades. The next one is going to be is the Baltimore. Ravens. Oh yes, it's got to no be. Doubt man. About I, you know, I was talking with a buddy who's a uh, who's a Ravens fan, and he was saying how because my podcast I just did a, a Ravens quarterback, and he was saying how Baltimore people hate Indianapolis people, and I was like, oh, because they took the because uh, they Bingo. took the, like, no, it's because they kept the name because like it was the Baltimore Colts, and but they kept they like Baltimore fans had like Johnny Unitas with the U on his helmet. That's the only guy that does it, and now we associate that with Peyton Manning. So at least 
I'll say at least Baltimore, after they stole the Browns in the dead of night, at least they like changed it, like looks different now. That's like a little easier for you guys. But if somebody moved the Eagles at midnight in the offseason to like Seattle, they became the Seattle Eagles. And then I had to look at people walking around with Seattle. I'd want to stab them in the neck. Like I would not be able to handle the anger <laughs> from what that it was. So Browns fans, it's like, I don't know who would not root for the Browns and the Ravens uh, who wouldn't root for the Browns against the Ravens in a playoff game. But if that happened, that's just, that would just be the sweetest thing ever for Cleveland fans. I mean, who wouldn't root for that? Oh yes. Trust me. And their, their comeuppance is coming, but there is a reason we brought Eric on here and we're going to get to that here in a minute. Um, As Ohio, it's getting a little bit better folks. Um, Weather's getting nicer. You certainly don't want to go to Indians games. And yeah, it's something you can check out in the beginning of May. Look, folks, just because football season is overing, over does not mean sports wagering or wetting that appetite cannot be fulfilled. The best place to do it and the best place we recommend here at Locked On is betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it is the Final Four of March Madness, NBA, NHL, MLB is underway, NFL draft prop bets. Check it all out. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, Eric, one of my guests that comes on pretty late, uh, regularly also out in the L.A. area, uh, Stephen Thomas, really good friend um, in the stand-up you know, comedy business himself. Um, spent a lot of time you know, on cruise ships uh, doing his thing. And I think people, and this is where maybe COVID was not the greatest thing in the world is, is because it made people who were so into themselves and so self-centered not more open-minded to other people. Um, and maybe, you know, how they paid their bills, how they put their food on the table. And maybe for you, slowly starting to come out of that a little bit. But it's a difficult thing to do when you're in the entertainment business and you're not allowed to go anywhere and entertain anyone. Like, I don't think people truly understand, you know, some of the ramifications that this pandemic has had on certain you know ways of life, certainly certain careers. Well, yeah, I have a merch store and I've been selling my plasma for the last two months. I mean, there's no way to make money. <laughs> I can, being a, People are returning it for God's sake. <laughs> being, being a stand-up, I, I couldn't have had a more useless job during a pandemic unless my job was walking around and coughing into other people's mouths. I, I was getting on a microphone where 10 other comics would be on a night in a crowded basement and making people laugh and bellow and, you know, on good nights, you're spit like it. A comedy club is the worst place you could possibly be. And so there's been a there's been a bunch of attempts by, I'd say, the industry to try to, like, reinvent ways to keep comedy going with virtual shows. And but it's just it, it just is not the same. And to say that is like a, a gross understatement. It's like. You can't do stand up when people are just can be scrolling the internet while you're in the middle of jokes. It doesn't work. 
and so, they do the fake laugh because they heard other people laugh who were actually paying attention. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. They're like, as they're browsing Pornhub, they're like, oh, I think a joke happened. Like, it's not it's not a good situation for the comic. It's not, I don't even know who the show's for. That's what I've been telling people. When they, I've had fans that have come like, oh, I see you at a Zoom comedy show. I'm always like, don't do it. Don't come. They're gonna You're going to pay $5, and what are you going to get? You're going to get me with a broken internet connection huddled over my MacBook, whispering my jokes, resenting myself for saying yes to the show. Like, it's not, I don't know what people are getting out of it. So what I've tried to do, and, you know, I know you respect this, you're a podcaster as well, is use this time away from being out in the world to try to find fans online. Make something that lasts. Don't try to shoehorn in stand-up. Stand-up's done for a year. So that's what the podcast was for me, was how do I make something that uh, I can show to people, I can market to people, I can connect with people online, I can, you know, like I did with you, just reach out on Twitter and be like, hey, can I can I do this thing? Like, I, I'm coming to your town. Like, that's, it's honestly, part of me is like, I should have been doing this the whole time. So maybe in that way, the pandemic's a a blessing in that regard. But like, yeah, man. I, I what I think it's done is it's it's given the excuse that a lot of creative people use that I just don't have enough time. Well, now we know that that's not true because we've all had nothing but time to make stuff and to try to find a fan base. And if you've got a phone, uh, this is a I don't know if you know Tim Dillon. He's a comedian, but he said this. I don't want to take credit for it. But he was like, if you're a comedian who has a phone and an internet connection and you're not trying to find fans online right now, it's never going to happen for you. Like th- th- there's, there's nothing else to do but that. And if you're still not doing it, the, the die have been cast. You're not made for this. So that, that's what I've been doing for the last year is in a weird way. I you know, haven't been getting paid really um, with the exception of my merch store, erickellwood.com. There's not just plasma, very comfortable hoodies, everyone. But I'm also, <laughs> I am, I've, I don't think I've worked harder in my life than I have in the last year because I've seen it. I've tried to view it as an opportunity to meet people and, and cultivate a fan base online, which is something I was never doing before in LA or in New York. Well, it's almost like, you know, with anything, you know, you basically have to you know, reinvent yourself, reinvent the wheel and, you know, come up with something else. And, you know, with any type of business or any way somebody makes money, there's always, you know, is there more to this? And, you know, how do I explore it? And if anything, I mean, and that's one thing with, with people I talk with is I hope you took this year and at least, you know, got better somehow. You know, use this time because, look, there's <laughs> – Let's pray to God there's never going to be a time again where most people, you know, minimum are going to be shut in their house for six months, seven months, eight months. You know, don't look at it as an extended vacation or an extended spring break. I mean, look, you've got the Internet, which is the greatest university in the world um, for whatever avenue you uh, which, you know, whatever avenue you choose to pursue it. But Eric, coming up early May, Akron, Ohio. Oh yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, I got a, <laughs> a Rubber City Comedy Festival. I don't. Uh, I guess Akron's the Rubber City. I did not know that. I should probably Google yes. it. I don't know why it's the Rubber City Comedy Festival, tires. but tires. Yeah, it's tires. Weird. Oh, tires. There we go. Okay, I was. <laughs> my I'm a comic. My mind with rubber went somewhere else, but I'm keeping it yes. clean for your show. Um, 
That would be the first unlocked on Browns, but go ahead. Oh, do you? Am I allowed to curse on here? Because I've been clean the whole time. I feel like I'm I not going to lie to you, Eric. They've they've come up in the past. I mean, you know, sometimes <laughs> without even trying. Um, look, when we talk about holidays, we'll get into heated discussions about why why ham is a decent meat to have on a holiday. Um, these things happen. Can't control them. I feel you. I feel you. Well, look, I'm in the Rubber City Comedy Festival, not 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 confused with the Don't Forget to Wear a Rubber Comedy System Festival, which is in Anaheim. This is a festival in honor of the tires that come out of Akron. And yeah, I got into this festival like over it was like a year and a half ago. And then it was supposed to happen. Obviously, it got canceled with the thing. And then I uh, so I started to I got my shot the other day and then I got an email from the producers saying like, okay, we're back on. And it made sense with the timeline. So literally whatever Pfizer says, you know, we all have Pfizer pumping through our veins now. Uh, Pfizer was like, you're good on this day. The, the next day I would fly to Akron. So I'm just going to make it to where I'm like, I'm in a good spot to do the festival. So yeah, it's May 5th through the 8th. You can go to tickets. Uh, it's rubber city comedy festival. And then also there, I'm going to have the tickets on my website. They haven't officially announced the dates yet, but if you go to erichelwig.com, you can just hop on my newsletter or just check my tour dates. It's right there on the website. And yeah, it's, it's, I've been telling people it's going to be my first time on stage in 14 months. I'm going to bomb. So you should maybe just come to see how bad it goes. Cause it's going to be, I literally, it's not riding a bike to get on stage. Like it's not just saying words, like how <laughs> all my not. timing is shot. So yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But e- even if I bomb, I, I can't wait to get back on stage and do what I've, you know, do what I love to do the most. So it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. And they got some great comics on the, on the lineup with me. Well, and but here's the thing, though, Eric. I'm assuming you want to go early here because I'm assuming you and a whole other bunch of stand-ups are saying, I got 20 minutes of gold on COVID. Um, but if you're the guy who goes third, fourth, fifth, that's not going to go so well now, is it? <laughs> no, no. Every <laughs> Here's the thing. As a comic, you don't want to do that. You do not want to have jokes in the same vein as everybody else. So I'm going to go the complete opposite direction. I'm going to talk about nothing other than how great being outside has been for the last year and make the audience hate me that way. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to try it. I'm going <laughs> to, or I'll just talk about how wealthy I am and how that's allowed me to live a very comfortable life. Just any way to make the audience hate me. No, as a comic, you go like what, what you really want is whoever's hosting the show comes out and does all the COVID jokes they have and just, kills the topic so that everybody goes okay we don't need to keep addressing it so that'll be that'll be a measure of the festivals if you see the first person come out the host and they don't mention it that means it might be a it might not be a good show but if you're hopefully i'm assuming uh with rubber city they're gonna have a a qualified host now i'm making people think that festival sucks it's gonna be great they will 100 have a great host who comes out get you laughing about COVID and then the comics come up and just do their thing and not feel like the obligated to address the, uh, to address the elephant in the room. See, and and there you go. And look, and uh, here's part of it though, Eric, and this is where it it may be an advantage. Um, People are out of their homes. They're getting to do something. They've been trapped inside for 14 months so, I mean, you know, you could maybe go like the old Seinfeld, you know, like, what's the deal with sharing the bad? You know, I mean, it, it, there's people just are going to want to laugh. 
And a number two, they may, I mean, they probably just going to want to see a familiar face. So, I mean, they could say, Oh, Hey, he may be ugly, but he, he threw in a couple of F bombs and I don't know the rest of the joke, but man, I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Well, if being ugly was all it took, then <laughs> my God, Jeff, the, the heights to which I could have soared. Uh, I, I wish it was as simple as my God, I, you know, his jokes sucked that the premises seemed hacky and, and, and compromised in so many ways, but this, this Grendel, this, this monster of a man just scales on his face. I think he had gills on his neck. What uh, a truly, and by the way, for me, look, I'm coming out of COVID. I've gained uh, give or take 800 pounds. I'm going to have to rewrite all my jokes as a fat guy now, which I was not before the pandemic, but now I'm like, I mean, look, I got the shot. I look, I, <laughs> the, the obese BMI is uh 30%. I was nowhere near that, uh, you know, in my, in my glory days, but <laughs> let's just say I cleared that bar in California and it wasn't close, Jeff. Oh my, I cleared the bar like an Olympian, like move me to the next round. I'm setting records. It was insane. So I'm like, it, it, like I said, being the idea of what's going to happen on stage at the Rubber City Comedy Festival, I have no idea. I can't imagine the comics are in tip top shape physically or creatively. But true. I think there's, I think what you're saying is very true. I think there's going to be just an excitement to be with people. And I think I, I can't imagine that it, that in and of itself won't be, uh, won't be a thing that people might remember for the rest of their lives, even if the show went bad, which uh, I'm guaranteeing the good people at Rubber City uh, will have put together a great show for everybody. But even in the worst case, you're going to get your money's worth. And I think Eric is just loving the fact he can keep throwing out Rubber City. Um, definitely, <laughs> definitely think he's enjoying throwing that out. <laughs> but uh, May 5th through 8th, um, look, you're in the Akron area. I know there is a bunch of you. Um, look, it's time if you're vaccinated, what guys, it's hopefully we are starting to step back out into our lives and look, if Eric's struggling, Hey, you've all been home for 14 months. If you've got a good joke, slip it to him before he takes the stage, help this guy out. Then I can guarantee it'll be a shitty set if I do that. I'm just, I'm just taking. You know what? A lot of comedians try to write their own stuff. I'm more like a jukebox. I'd like you to just give me your favorite knock knock joke, and then I'll go on stage and bomb in front of a hundred people with it, just so you feel good. No, I, I love a lot of people really do have that idea of stand up. Like it's just it's just talking. You just get up there and you talk, and and people laugh because I'm a funny person at work. And, and they don't realize that, like, the, the work that goes into being good at stand-up is years and years of just getting trampled on stage and learning to not be afraid of that pause when a, when a joke doesn't work. And you can't – there's no faking that. There's no pretending that you've, you have those reps. It's, it's the most evident thing in the world. And even with very famous comics, like comics who get big and maybe get a TV show or something – You'll see that they come back and do a comedy special a couple years later and they haven't been on the road as much. The quality suffers. It's not as good because it, it's not like I said, it's not like riding a bike. It's it's really a thing where you've got to be doing it. You've got to be 
uh, embracing the, the process that comes with the art. So yeah, with that said, I will take requests. Like Jeff was saying, you just email me at Eric Helwig comedy at Gmail and tell me exactly what you want to hear. Uh, if somebody's going to come out to my show for real, they're like, they're going to come to see me. I will give you a joke. That is, I, I will 100% do that. And I'll even say your name at the end of it. I'll give you the full credit on stage too. So you can feel real ownership of the moment when it goes inevitably horrible, which it would. Well, that's good. Yeah. And make sure you throw out all the social media apps. So, I mean, if the ship's going down, just, you know, take them with you. That's just the way it goes. Um, but this was a blast. Um, and I, you know, Eric, I actually, we had spoke a couple of days ago about it and, um, Certainly, you know, as you guys know, you know, I grew up from the area, uh, the era of, you know, where sitcoms were king. And it was so much of it was related on, you know, stand up comedians getting their opportunity. And it was a lot easier um, if you do any research and you, know, you, you, you see the history. Um, it was a lot easier. It was, oh, OK, you know, 22 minutes in and out. There's some other characters. I don't have to do nearly as much. I get to look great by throwing out the two, you know, the two or three big lines of the episode. Um, but look, it, it, and the other thing is let's get back to normal and let's get back to just enjoying things and laughing because everybody needs it. Um, look, years from now we can sit back and say, Oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was really great. Cause I got to, you know, spend more time with my kids, my spouse, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, we all just want to go back to the normalcy of our lives, which are crazy and hectic um, mundane at times, but it's what we do. And I think as an entire country, it's what we need to do. Like you said, check everything out, Eric, where are we finding those nice hoodies? And maybe perhaps, you know, the Eric Helwig rubbers, which may be coming next to. That, that would be a nice, that would be a nice addition to my merch store. I might have to get in contact with the good people at bonfire and see if they can, <laughs> work up some rubbers for me. Uh, you can find everything you need uh, for me at erichelwig.com. Uh, Eric with a CK. Hellwig. Hell like the place. And then wig like a thing you'd put on your head. Uh, and then, yeah, follow me. All my socials are there at Eric Hellwig. Uh, I've got a newsletter you can hop on, merch store, Patreon page, all that fun stuff. And then my podcast is also on the website, Bringing the Backups where uh, I didn't, we didn't really get into it, but every episode I pick a, a random backup quarterback from somewhere in the league, but usually back in the 90s, and do like a deep dive on his career and his post-playing life. We did have a, we did have Kelly Holcomb, which if for Browns fans... Yes, you all should check that is, out. Uh, that's, he's, the, he's the big... Uh, he's actually the second most listened to episode I ever did. So people really connected. I think people remembered Kelly Holcomb better than I thought they would which was surprising, but I think I, I, I have multiple people in Cleveland who still listen to my show that will, I'll be talking about like this last episode I had, uh, I was talking about Anthony Wright yep. and I'm having people tweet at me and they're still mentioning the Kelly Holcomb episode. I'm like, dude, it was six months ago. Like I, I know you like the guy, but you gotta, you gotta let me talk about other quarterbacks a little bit. So I, I felt like, uh, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for Browns fans for the way they, uh, they remember those that treated them well on the gridiron. Oh no! Oh, trust me. There, there is a there is the you know they, everybody talks about that Browns QB list, but there is also that Brown former Browns list of will never pay for a meal 
or a drink within the Cleveland area again in their lives. Um, and with better times, it actually seems to be growing a little bit. Uh, we got to a lot here today. Um, we talked to one of my favorite prospects in the draft, uh, Afitu Melifanu, cornerback at Syracuse University. Uh, it was uh, obviously great sitting down here with Eric, uh, you know, getting some laughs. Um, but this is something I want to talk about because, you know, I think people don't understand, you know, the severity of, you know, what COVID had on some folks, you know, lives and their careers. And then, you know, Eric telling us, you know, basically how you have to reinvent the wheel as far as finding a way to still do what you do. And Eric truly loves it. So it was just a different way of trying to find, you know, that avenue. Um, guys, the show itself, Locked on Browns, iTunes, Spotify, make sure you're checking out Audacity, uh, Odyssey now as well, uh, as radio.com is no longer. Uh, but uh, Odyssey, obviously, um, make sure you're following on all of those platforms. Um, Eric was you know, kind enough to give you all his information as far as where you can reach him for everything. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself, at Locked on Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Questions, ideas. You guys know the drill. Go ahead and flood away over there. We do appreciate you guys. Um, and do something a little bit different here today, which was fun. Um, you know me, I do like to you know mix things up from time to time here. As much as you know, I love the football 24-7, there is sometimes just to have a little bit of fun. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.